All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of How to Do Drugs. I am your host, Aliyah Janine, and today I have the wonderful and talented and beautiful Miss Sarah J. <laughs> Thank <Wow>. you. Thank <laughs> you. How have you been, girl? I'm so good. Life is great. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Are you still, um, you live out in Cali, right? Or did you move, move to Florida for some reason? I, yeah, right? I've never lived in Cali, believe it or not. I'm actually here right now shooting, but okay. uh, I live in Miami. I've been there for 15 years. Nice. Yeah, that's why I was like, wait, I don't think she's ever, because we knew each other back when I performed. Uh, we hung out at one of the Exoticas in Chicago. That's um, that's when we hung out. I think that's the first and only time we ever <laughs> hung out. But that happens in that industry a lot so um how is porn these days (laughs) you know um I think everybody has like their own experiences right now you know like Mm -hmm. uh so much of what a performer does now is like on their own you know like so you know I've been doing this for it's like 21 years now Mm -hmm. and when I started I was one of the first people with my own website so I was shooting content and um, directing and producing like very early. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like everybody is doing that same thing, which is kind of cool. It's like, yeah, this is what you should be doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because that way you own your own content. You don't have to worry about it being bought over and over again by different, you know, distribution companies and, and stuff like that. You actually get to make m- more money from the scenes that, that you produce by yourself, which is great. Uh, do you have like an OnlyFans too, or do you just stick with your website? Oh no, I got all the things. I yeah. got all the things. You, you, you name it, I got it. <laughs> I mean, no, you know, you figure you shoot one scene, you want to get the most out of it. So try to put it on all the platforms in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Cause some people, you know, they may not be a member of your website and but they are on OnlyFans. And so mm-hmm. it's like whatever, you gotta please the people for sure. It's it's very similar to a podcast. You have to have it on Apple and Spotify and <laughs> yeah, just spread it around. Um, so you have um you've been around the industry for a long time. You have your own own, own brand of a lot of different things, right? Like your own lube and mm-hmm. and, and your own sex toys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Little marketing genius but recently you have like a cbd company yep that's where the loop comes into play too um mm-hmm. my cbd company sarahjcbd.com mm-hmm. um we have bath bombs we have sex lube and um we have massage oil the bath bombs called time out nice. the sex lube is called long night and then the uh, massage oil is called long day very nice. And this is, and they're all CBD products, right? Like yep, they're, all, they're CBD. all CBD products. Uh, do you also do anything with just like regular weed? Like, do you have your own line of Sarah J <laughs> Indica? By any not, <laughs> not at this time. No. Um, you know, I grew weed for 12 years, like back when it was like illegal in most places. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like we used to, you know, cross, cross strains and make stuff up back then, but I don't have, now that it's like so legit, like I don't have a legit line right at the moment. Yeah. It's also like really expensive to be able like to have legalized weed. Like it is really expensive, like here in, in New York, cause I live in New York now. Um, like they decriminalize it and there's a couple places popping up because it was funny. Uh, the governor, he like legalized weed 
and then um but didn't legalize the sale of weed and i'm like oh i love that for us that makes so much sense um he kept like every time he kept getting uh, accused by another woman of sexual harassment or assault like we would get something like we were like oh bars can stay open till four now it's like yeah. <laughs> who, That's else hilarious. Did, who else did you harass we need to actually be able to <laughs> buy places you know places to buy this stuff you fucking read yeah right it was very funny. Um, yeah, some 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 of the bodegas are definitely starting to um, to sell more, but like the licensing and it's like over a million dollars just to be able to sell. It. It's like it's almost better to just you know do it illegally. <laughs> to be honest, sure. You know, I've got some friends that work in um, the gray zone. You know, there and it's, yeah. the gray zone is like really like prominent in like DC and New York because the laws are very ambiguous, you know, like, yeah. like you said, you can have weed, but you can't sell, you can have weed and you can buy weed, but you can't sell weed. Yeah. But you can <laughs> sell it, which is like, it's so contradicting. It's very confusing, especially to like, I'm sure to new stoners, like people like me, I'm like, I still go to like my regular dealers. Like I'm not, I had a license. I had a medical license in California too, but I'm like, I still go to my dudes. <laughs> they yeah. You know, I had a license when I lived in Oregon, that was mm -hmm. for the tri-state Cali, Oregon and Washington. Nice. But then um, when I moved to Florida, obviously that didn't apply. But just recently, I got my medical card for Florida just to have it on hand. I, I've had it for about four months and I have not made it to a dispensary yet. <laughs> if that tells you where I'm getting my weed too. <laughs> right. I mean, having the license is, a, is like a, a safe thing. I didn't know that Florida like decriminalized. It's just for medical use or just for medical. Yeah. You have to oh, okay. like, there's like a couple little like loopholes you got to jump through and stuff, you know, like they. They have doctors they recommend to you and then you need to go for an interview and fill out some paperwork and then they send you your card in the mail. Yeah, so it's it's fairly simple. I remember when I went to go get my card uh, in California, um, the doctor there, she also did my Botox. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was like, you get your weed and your Botox all at the Perfect. same time. Gotta love California. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I know Florida laws, like, because I lived in Florida for a little while. I lived... Um, in like the Tampa area, St. Pete, and then Clearwater, well, technically Dunedin. Um, and their laws, because uh, I remember when I moved down there, my uncle was like, because I'm from Wisconsin, and he had told me, he's like, so you cannot drink and drive in the state, like, at all. He's like, not even a little bit. Because in Wisconsin, it's like a slap on the wrist. And, and oh. it's just, I mean, it's like, it's like maybe $1,500, and, and like, you don't get your license taken away. Oh, like, wow. Like they may have changed it, but yeah, because they're like Wisconsin, that's what they do. They just drink and drive. That's why he told yeah. me. He's like, yeah, you can't do that. And so I, I'm wondering, like, what are the laws about having like weed in Florida right now? You know, I live in Miami, which I really don't consider Florida because <laughs> like everything about Miami runs on its own uh, yeah. separate from the rest of Florida. The rest of Florida is pretty strict about like everything, you know, and mm -hmm. um also depends on like who you piss off, you know, so yeah. like, that kind of thing. But in Florida or in Miami specific, and maybe this is why I live there, mm -hmm. my feelings, and I'm sure my experiences are not everybody's experiences, mm -hmm. but the cops in Miami specifically, they're kind of lazy. Yeah. And they, like, like they got bigger fish to fry, like on some common sense kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like they don't really want to bust you for weed. Like mm -hmm. if you smoked weed in front of a cop in Miami, they would probably tell you to put it out. 
Yeah. And that, that is all. Because they got yeah. better things to do than worry yeah, about so They don't want to do the paperwork on that, you know? Like, <laughs> um, when I first moved to Miami, uh, they were letting you smoke indoors at nightclubs at almost all the nightclubs like mm-hmm. and that was not even a problem like you walk into any nightclub and it just was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just reeked a weed and a lot of those businesses have since like pulled back from that and kind of like reinforced the no smoking weed in there mm-hmm. but you can definitely vape and um yeah if you're outside it's totally not a problem if the club or the bar has an outside area not an issue at all like yeah. there's never cops busting plate people like it's never an issue that's uh because if I remember correctly like Florida doesn't have the law where like you can't smoke indoors right like you can still smoke in Florida in places right you know I'm maybe I'm not totally sure on that either like that yeah. wouldn't really happen in Miami except for yeah. weed but yeah. um yeah the rest of Florida who knows like it's because I remember bumpkins up there. It, yeah. Because when I moved and it, I was actually kind of excited because I know like a lot of the bars, as long as like they made more money off of liquor than they did food, people were allowed to smoke in those places. Like I think yeah. maybe some restaurants or something like that. Because I'm a smoker, like I smoke everything, you know, except for crack. Um, <laughs> crack is, <laughs> crack is um, and, and I thought that was great because especially in Wisconsin, because it gets like negative 30 below and like beer and cigarettes, they just go hand in hand together. And now a lot of times it's like wine and a blunt. <laughs> I love wine and a blunt. Wow. Right. Yeah. And a nice bubble bath or something. <sighs> it would be amazing. I kind of wonder because they have um, here like wine, York. a blunt and pizza. Ooh. <laughs> That's actually what I may do later this evening. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that sound amazing? I'm like, oh, how can I fit that into my day? <laughs> <laughs> Just chill out. Um, fuck, I forgot what I was gonna what I was gonna ask you, but we'll get back to it. Um, so your CBD thing, what made you like start that line, and where do you get uh your CBD like stuff from? So, um, I've always been involved in the cannabis community in general. And like over the years, you know, I started smoking weed when I was 12 and um, my habits have like waxed and waned, especially as I get like a little older yeah. and I'm like really busy. And sometimes I don't always have the time or the availability to get stoned. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't want to be high, but like yeah. I'm tired or my back hurts or I have a headache, you know? but it's not really the best moment to be like stoned right at the moment, you know? So yeah. um, when they were able to start doing, you know, that's one of the great things about the legalities is like, then they can start doing research and start breaking apart these chemical compounds, figuring out what each one of them is good for. Mm-hmm. And then we can use drugs more responsibly, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, when I, when they started with, you know, all these CBD products, I started using um, the CBD topicals and CBD mm-hmm. gummies like right away. And, um, I, I work out a lot and I'm always sore, you know, like there's yeah. always something that hurts. It's like my mm-hmm. knees, it's my back, it's my hip. Yeah. It's always, I loved you know? Arnica gel for that kind of stuff too. Arnica. Gel yeah. I use that for bruising, but it doesn't really help yeah. my pain that much. Yeah. So, um, I went with the CBD cream and stuff and that was awesome. And then, um, I started eating CBD gummies for sleep. Mm-hmm. And then my mom started eating CBD gummies for sleep, which is weird because my mom does not do drugs, like any yeah. kind of drugs, you know? And um, my dad started, you know, taking it too. And then my friend started giving it to her mom and her dog. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, this is actually kind of amazing that 
um, we can all take this one chemical compound and get like a lot of relief from it and it's mm-hmm. legal. And I wanted to be a part of that. So, um, I went to a couple of CBD expos and networked and met some people and, um, linked up with a company that, uh, has a lot of like beauty and, um, toiletry type products. And, uh, yeah, we worked on how I wanted my products to differ, you know, stand out. And most of it is that I just erase the CBD and everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little know, bit. Um, especially for like stoners, like a lot of stoners don't get relief from CBD, but that's because they're not using enough milligrams, you know? Yeah. Cause I'm like, like I tried gummies CBD that stuff. I get and I don't sell the gummies, but mm-hmm. I love them. You know, like I get yeah. like the gummy bears. Mm-hmm. They're about 35 milligrams a piece of CBD. Mm-hmm. Well, it recommends on there to take like one to three or something. I take five to eight. Yeah. Because your tolerance (laughs) is higher. Yeah. I've been smoking weed since I was 12. So of course my tolerance is going to be higher. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of times people don't use the right milligrams for, you know, for them. So my bath bombs have a hundred milligrams of CBD in them. Mm -hmm. And like, I think my bath bombs are probably, um, one of the best products I have because it's their least expensive. They mm-hmm. have a huge dosage of CBD that you get like all at one time. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you know, the massage oil is like 400 milligrams and the sex lube is 400 milligrams, but that's for the whole bottle. Yeah. You know? So like the bath bomb, you get a hundred milligrams for a bath, you know, you're going to like melt into the bed after. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So it's super relaxing and, um, yeah, I just, I feel like it's great products and I, I want to support the cannabis community and I want to support the research and yeah. I, I just want to be a part of the conversation in general. Cause I think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I, um, I've tried CBD a couple of different times and may, and that's, and then a little light went off. It's like, oh yeah, I probably wasn't taking enough. Cause I smoke, you know, when you smoke every day, cause I've been smoking, you know, about like 14, 15, and, um, I tried CBD stuff, you know, to help me go to sleep and, and like, it never really worked. And I'm like, oh, I guess I just need the THC too. But that makes sense. Um, now that you said that. Yeah. You know, I even tried like some, when I first started messing with it, I tried like mm-hmm. some of those tinctures and like the droppers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And to get the amount of CBD that I need in order to take effect, I was taking like eight drops of things, you know, just like drink the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, basically. But I feel like, um, if you know, if you experiment with milligrams and like, what's good for you, you can get a lot of relief. Yeah. Do you think, is there, um, can you take too much CBD? No, you just fall asleep. You just fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah. You know, literally like if you take too much CBD, you're just going to like drool on yourself and fall asleep and pass out without the, um, without any of the after effects of like alcohol. (laughs) Although I have really intense dreams sometimes on CBD, like very vivid. Really? It's because my mom does too. So I know it's a thing. Like the moment we both started taking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like both of us have these like very vivid, like very realistic dreams. See, cause I actually, I started, like, I definitely still, uh, smoke at least a bowl before I go to bed, just so I don't have dreams because yep. I have insane, very vivid dreams. So CBD actually intensifies it. Oh no. It does for me. <laughs> Maybe it would do the opposite yeah. for you since you already have a lot of dreams, but yeah. I, I used to smoke weed 
and kind of enjoy the fact that I didn't dream, you know? So yeah. it was kind of like hard for me to get, I don't want to say hard, but like interesting for me to get used to. I'm like, oh, wow. Like there's like a whole nother reality that I'm experiencing in my sleep now. Mm-hmm. Like my dreams are so real that like, sometimes I go back to sleep to keep living that life. <laughs> right, right. Just to see what's happening. Are you able yeah. to like control your dreams at all? Cause like when I dream, I'm like a director. And so I, if like, I don't like something, I'd be like, no. And then like kind of change a little bit. Are you able to do that? It's super interesting. So like the CBD thing kind of got me like on this binge of like learning how to lucid dream where you can control things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, one of the things that I do in my dream, if I'm, like not fully sure it's a dream. I have to like be aware of it first as I look at my phone. And okay. for some reason, my phone doesn't work in my dreams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it'll be like swirly. I'll look at my phone and all the apps will be shaking and jiggling around and moving. And I can't text like nothing. you can't read words. Like I can't, I can't read, read the words yeah. and like I can't make it work right. And I'm always frustrated. I'm like, aha. I'm in a dream. So now that I know that I'm in a dream, I put my phone in my pocket and then I just start doing stuff. Yeah. It'd be like, what's going to happen in this one? Okay. That's cool. I just want to make sure I wasn't <laughs> the only person that did that. Oh, and I remember, um, cause in New York we have cigar bars, right. Where, uh, where people could go and like, you actually smoke cigarettes in there too. Um, and I, we have a couple like speakeasy, like weed places, you know, mm-hmm. like underground that people can smoke. Do you think that those places are going to become more popular um, with the legalization of weed, where instead of a cigar shop, it'd just be like a blunt shop where you could go in and like maybe get a drink and smoke a blunt. I would love that. Like, kind of like Amsterdam, I guess. Or not, but that sounds yeah. amazing. Right. I don't think it's going to be in the same place as the tobacco place, though. Like, yeah. You know, I live in Miami, obviously. We already established that. And like, um, we do have a few of those like smoking, like cigar shops. With, but like they have like little like lounge area also yeah, yeah yeah and a lot of those are very heavily cuban because like the cuban cigars and stuff but people mm-hmm. that are in there they want tobacco they and they probably don't want you smoking weed in there you know yeah, so i would think that that would be like a separate business yeah well yeah they definitely i've noticed that too cigar people are kind of snobs when it comes with their cigars and they don't want the smell of marijuana smoke because yeah. it messes up the smell of their cigar smoke. And yeah, yeah. Versa. And these are, we're yeah. talking like old Cuban men. So yeah, you know, they're stuck in their ways. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, So you said you started smoking weed at 12. Have you ever dabbled with any other drugs? Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. <laughs> I love I mean, it. Not today. <laughs> not today. Today I am sober, but you know, other days. Um, yeah. Well, what's one of your favorite drugs to do besides weed, obviously? Um, Molly. I love yeah. Molly. Love oh, well, Florida, Miami. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Molly's great. And like with me and drugs, like, let me just preface this before we continue this conversation. Yeah. I enjoy drugs and I enjoy drug education mm-hmm. and I study, I do watch documentaries. I listen to podcasts. I read, like, I want to know about the drugs that I'm doing before I do them every aspect about them. So I just don't go into things like willy nilly. I test all my drugs. I have yes. like a drug tester. So whenever yes. I get something new, I test it to make sure it is what it says it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. That's and now really if, by the way, if drugs were legal, we wouldn't have to go through all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, of worrying is, that we're getting fentanyl or something, you know? Yeah. Something that could kill us or higher dosages yeah. of, of something. I made, um, I made a lot of my dealers, uh, by the testing kits after a couple of comics in LA died from, um, 
yeah yeah um it was in their cocaine it's literally like why are you like you're killing off your clientele it doesn't make any sense that's literally two complete opposite drugs of the spectrum it's you know so it actually doesn't make any sense to the point where i think that there's something else there that we're not fully aware of going on yeah i don't know what it is i am a little bit of a conspiracy theorist i don't even have a theory on this but i do feel <laughs> like drug dealers are not stupid enough to kill off all of their customers number one yeah and number two, like, I understand that fentanyl is really cheap and that's what they keep on saying that they're cutting it with fentanyl because fentanyl is really cheap, but so is baby laxative. So yeah. is caffeine. So is, so is vitamin D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that there's something else going on. Uh, I, I don't know, but like this whole fentanyl thing is very strange to me. And part of the reason why it um, ends up killing people is because fentanyl does not mix evenly with other drugs. They yeah. call it the chocolate chip effect. So if you mix fentanyl in with your Coke or whatever powdery substance you have, mm -hmm. um, it clumps together. Oh. Yeah. So, so when you do a fentanyl test, mm -hmm. they suggest that you test several different parts of your drugs, you know, not just like one part, mm -hmm. like, you know, take some from the left corner of the bag and the right corner of the yeah, bag yeah, and yeah. from the middle or whatever, <laughs> because, um, fentanyl will like clump up together. And so you might have a test and it's not showing up on one thing and then you test again and it shows up on the other. Oh, that's actually, that is very good to know. Cause I also have test strips in case <laughs> for that. They suggest that if you can afford to do it, um, to dissolve your drugs in water and then test the water. Yeah. That I could see that, um, working better for like the chemistry or like the breakdown of stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause don't you need a, like a specific amount to be able to do that though. Right. Yeah. You have to have a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> and least, be willing to least, waste you know, some like, of your drugs. Yeah. I mean, ideally it would be ideal for the drug dealer to do it. Like you said, that's nice that you suggested to your drug dealers to buy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like, but, you don't want to um, kill off a bunch of comics, do you? No, you don't want to be that guy. Test your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I always tell all of my friends and anybody I know that does drugs or sells drugs, like mm -hmm. I've got test strips. I've got, um, I've got like the full set of. Yeah. For all the acid Molly. Yeah. Yes, it'll <laughs> test everything. So I'm like, if you, and if anybody needs anything, please do not hesitate. I will test it for you. Yeah, I really wish, um, cause I know in, in the Netherlands, they, um, you could send like some of your drugs to the government and they will test it for you and then send That's it wild. back and be like, yeah, this is what's in it. And so that way it keeps like drug dealers honest and stuff sure. like that. Cause I, I remember when I used to, um, do like evil back in my, we called it ecstasy or whatever, um, yeah. but Molly, um, where we would get like the capsules sometimes and it would either be like like a lot of heroin or, you know, even sometimes like really speedy. And I was like, going to say a lot of times it's meth because meth is yeah. like cheap. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, or bath salts, which I mean, bath salts get like a lot of bad rap, but the problem yeah. is with bath salts is that the dosage is not the same as a Molly dosage. Yeah. So if you were to do a bath salt, I don't remember what the exact number is, but it's like, it's like one tenth of the Molly dosage. So if you did bath salts and think it was Molly and you did the same amount, you're going to have a really bad experience. Uh, what are, cause, um, 
the only time I remember hearing about bath salts, it was in Florida. And, uh, and that was, was it- a lie. <laughs> oh, okay. Then set it straight. What happened in Florida with yes. bath salts? So, okay. I know what you're about to say. You're about to talk about the guy who was the zombie guy, the homeless yeah. guy who like ripped somebody's face off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when bath salts were just starting to be talked about and stuff. Mm-hmm. And what happened was a cop and a reporter walked up on the scene at the same time. The cop was like, oh, this looks like it must be that bath salt stuff. And the reporter wrote it down, put out the headline. Oh, okay. That's how most things happen. <laughs> I think that that guy was probably, that when they did the autopsy, not the autopsy, but when they did drug tested the guy who ripped the face off, he just had weed in his system. I think he was just crazy, you know? Like, I think he was just like, Mentally Ill, yeah because i mean it takes a lot of strength to rip off somebody's fucking face yeah and we doesn't that, do but... that we does never made me want to rip off somebody's face yeah at all <laughs> never what, never what never. are bath salts so is it like a are they kind of like meth or is it like a molly experience have you tried bath salts? um no, no i've oh, accidentally no. done bath salts not intentionally but yeah I've actually, and it's kind of like in between to be honest with you okay um it was like, I, th- I thought it was Molly's before I got my test kit. This is actually like the reason why got you got it kit, like moments after this, you know, <laughs> and it was kind of like, um, Molly, you got the happy, lovey feelings and that like empathy and sense of closeness and stuff, that euphoria. but also crazy amount of speediness. Like uh... I just talked <laughs> for like two days, I think not two days, but we like literally stood there and talked for like hours it wasn't um it wasn't a drug that I would want to do again yeah but it wasn't horrible either okay so it's kind of like I was gonna say the reason the other thing I was gonna say though is that um because I didn't have a test kit before I got my test kits I used to do very tiny amounts of new batches you know Mm -hmm. just just test that out you know Mm -hmm. and um it's a good thing I did because I could have had a very bad experience being that it was bath salts instead of Molly, like yeah. literally like that taste made it, me yeah. high all fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> I've always was a taste tester too. I learned um, to do that after I did a line of heroin and I thought, cause I thought it was cocaine. It was a fat one. And I was like, Whoa, that's a different experience. Oh, so I lo- just like Pulp Fiction. Yeah. 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 Very similar. Um, and I did that twice, not once, but twice. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fun at parties is what I'm trying to say. So that right. is when I learned to do the taste. You know, believe it or not, cocaine is one of the only like common drugs that I have not done. And you live in fucking Miami. That's insane. Well, that's so funny. I know. And it's such a common drug, you know, like mm-hmm. everywhere. Everybody's done it like once. Yeah. But, um, for me, I guess I saw like the bad side of Coke before I saw the good side. And I was like, maybe I'll just stay away from that. And then like, yeah. as I've gotten older, I've seen people who could handle their Coke, like kind of few and far between, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen people who can handle their Coke and I've thought about trying it like, but it, it, it just doesn't seem like it's some a habit that I even want to like play yeah. with, you know? Yeah, especially if you, if you do have an addictive personality as someone who loves cocaine, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't recommend it. Yeah. I don't like, like some people I'd be like, I think you get like, if you want to do it, other people, I'm like, if you already like a lot of my friends who have like undiagnosed ADHD, I'm like, cocaine may actually be good for you. Yeah. Balance them out a little bit, but I definitely, I go through phases where it's like, 
I want to do it all the time. And now, especially over quarantine, I did an obnoxious, all drugs. I did all of the drugs, so many drugs, uh, super fun. Uh, yeah, super you know, like that's the other thing is like I don't want something that can cause a habit. Like I try to stay yeah. away from habit forming drugs. Like and that is definitely you know, a is habit the only habit drug. that I really want. Yeah. <laughs> and even with that, I try to like wax and wane and like think, am I just rolling up right now? Because this is what I do right now, or am I doing it because I actually want to get high? You know, I try to be mindful of all of my drug usage. Yeah, I've I've learned that especially with weed and and all drugs too. And I think it is because like I'm older and stuff like that. I've noticed over the past, especially like the past month or two, um, I used to be like a wake and bake girl. And now it's like, okay, let me go to the gym and get all this stuff done. Yes! And then, and then I'm like, okay, now I'll smoke. And I'm yeah, like, like 4 PM, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, maybe I'll smoke now. Yeah. And like, not even like think about, cause when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, I need to get high. I haven't gotten high today yet. I can't function. I'm like, is this because I'm not depressed anymore or, you, you know what? Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> yes. The answer is like, cause you're not depressed. You don't mm-hmm. have the anxiety you used to have. You're also older and you've got more on your plate to do. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went through the same thing the past like three years, you know, like mm-hmm. I just didn't. And I also didn't want, I didn't want the habit anymore. Like I didn't want yeah. weed being like a dictator in my life, you know? Yeah. It'd be like, like, it's like smoking a cigarette. It's like, after I do this, I smoke yeah. a joint. It's like very, yeah. No, I'm not doing that anymore. Like super mindful of all of my drug intake, you know, I think that that's the important, one of the important things about being a drug user is Mm -hmm. that you're very mindful and you don't do things out of habit. When you do things out of habit, that creates addiction. Yeah. And I do not want to be addicted to anything and I don't want to have any habits, but Mm -hmm. I should be able to control myself enough to be a little dabbly here and a little dabble there and a little Yeah. Like have fun with it. Not, um, People on the podcast have heard this before, but my mom had always said, you could do drugs, just don't let the drugs do you. Yeah, sure. Which is honestly like the best advice I ever got from a one drug addict. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And every once in a while, like, especially with cocaine, I'm like, oh, cocaine is doing me now because now I'm like, it's Tuesday. I want to go buy a bag because I'm at a bar. And I'm like, no, I'm like, it's fucking Tuesday. I have shit to do. So yeah, I also think like, you want to talk about gateway drugs, yeah. alcohol, geez, right? Oh yeah. Do you drink a lot? I do. Like um, <laughs> I drink frequently, but not a lot at one time. Okay. So like I would say five or six days a week, I probably have a drink, mm-hmm. but like usually like one to three drinks. Like I, I like to catch a little buzz, but yeah, I don't get wasted. I get wasted <laughs> anymore. Like I'm the opposite. Like, cause I'm a binge drinker in Wisconsin. Like that's just how we were raised, you know, just, okay. just fucking just get as drunk as you can. Cause the bars all closed at like two, you know, 2 AM. So we got to get in and you got to yeah. get drunk. And now definitely now, um, I have learned that it, like right after quarantine, like when I started like working again a little bit more, I was getting as hammered as I was when I was in quarantine. And I'm like, I can't be this wasted while I'm at work. Technically, I mean, yeah. granted, I work in a bar and stuff. And so now I'm finally back to where I can have one or two beers and be fine. Yeah. But I noticed um, I only have one or two and then like I'm done otherwise because I get wasted off of like three three drinks now. I mean, yeah, super- three drinks is good though. Like I think yeah, three drinks it's is a- like 
yeah when it's I the start perfect amount. Drink more than three drinks I'm like oh we need to calm down for a week or two you know mm-hmm. because I think I like three drinks like three drinks yeah. makes me feel like not an addict and also yeah. <laughs> makes me feel like not a lush you know yeah yeah it is um it is the perfect amount working working in bars um it's definitely um, it's harder to, to not drink. I have owners, you know, and people wanting to buy me shots and you feel bad. It, it's like, it's like almost like you're being pressured, peer pressured as an adult to drink. But a lot of times, like, thankfully some of my friends, I'm like, I can't drink today. And they're like, okay. <laughs> no, when I used to be a stripper, like a house stripper, I would have yeah. the bartender give me um, not liquor. Like I'd tell oh, the bartender to like yeah. make all my drinks like virgin before my shift started. Oh, see, that's smart. I used to just drink the alcohol and then go throw it up and then drink more. <laughs> Cause like at some clubs, like I used to get paid, like we used to get paid for like selling drinks and stuff like right. that. Right, We I, did too. That's why I would do it. Yeah. yeah. And I had, I had one dude that would pay me like a hundred dollars a shot, $50 a beer. And in Wisconsin, yeah, I would walk out with like shots of water. Yeah. Oh no. I was doing shots of tequila. <laughs> I would do like three shots in a row, run to the bathroom, throw them all up come back. Yeah. I mean, which is not, that's not good for your body. It's not yeah. good. I was like an, el- I always like, worry I about getting like, with alcohol. robbed at the strip club or something, you know? Oh yeah. Getting two ways. I've been, I've been, uh, I had losing money your purse, from your money. Yep. Fall out. You forget to get the money from the guy. I'm like, I can't do this. Yep. I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> 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 Just wasted. There was one weekend, uh, we had a shrooming Thanksgiving weekend, uh, at the strip club. So me and like three of the dancers just took a bunch of mushrooms because <laughs> strip clubs are fun. They have like all the black light yeah. like that. And we just sat there not working, basically just, just hung out in the strip club, tripping our balls off. They just gave me an idea the next mushroom trip I do. I might go to the strip club. Dude, mushrooms and strip clubs are so fun. 10, 10, highly recommended. <laughs> I, I think you might be right. I've done acid in strip clubs before and that was pretty exciting. Yeah. See, I like, I like both acid and mushrooms. Do you have a preference over acid or mushrooms or do you like them both the same? I like them both, but I mm-hmm. like acid better. Same kind of, is it because like one, I hate the taste of mushrooms. Uh, they're disgusting. <sighs> I do feel that, that, especially if you've never like done mushrooms, like you have to let, like that's part of the initi- initiation. Like you have to eat them. Like my, my one girlfriend, she's never done them before. I'm like, we're going to give you these capsules first because it's a microdose. But once you get used to that, you are going to have to eat them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. For me, I always say that um, I feel like a mushroom trip needs to be steered. Like- mm-hmm. You know, like when I'm on like mushrooms intensify, whatever your emotion you're feeling, you know? So like, you need to make sure your emotions are like positive. Mm -hmm. So like, I feel like in my head, you know, everything's good. I eat the mushrooms, everything's good. And then I might just have like one little negative thought come in. I'm like, Oh, go away, go away. Negative thoughts. I'm in the happy land right now, (laughs) you know, because if you let that negative thought come in and fester, it could go into like a spiraling down, (laughs) you know, kind of, yeah. I feel like during my, and it's not that it's that hard, but during my mushroom trip, I always have to be like super mindful of like being positive and happy and stuff. You keep away those negative, um, negative energies and and stuff like that. I get that. I've never, um, I've dealt with other people's bad trips. I have never had a bad trip. (laughs) I've had bad trips. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about your worst bad trip. I've had um, more bad mushroom trips than I had bad acid trips though. Yeah. Like I had one bad acid trip, but I probably had like 
maybe three bad mushroom trips and they weren't even like bad enough to like not do them again. It's just like, Oh, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Was it the actual trip or just like the situation that you were in that kind of made it suck? I mean, they're kind of one and the same, right? Yeah. Kind yeah. Of. <laughs> like, so, so I remember one particular um, mushroom trip. I was with somebody that I'd never hung out with. Like on a, we only hung out in like group settings. And mm. so this is our first time like hanging out together. So we didn't really know how to like communicate and relate to each other too much. Mm-hmm. So that was always already awkward. And then um, the house that he lived in. I don't want to give too much because it'll just like tell you who it is. But like the house that he lived in had like a really fucking creepy vibe. Like it was like he lived in what used to be like a party house for like celebrities, but like old celebrities back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yo, people have been date raped in here. And I could not get that out of my head. I was like, I was like, oh, my God, so many bad things have happened in this house. And I just got really (laughs) sad and I started crying. Oh no. But yeah, yeah, like if the energy is bad, he needs to like sage that shit or yo, something. that house needed to be like dumped in sage. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely like I've had um, you know, while tripping, like go into a bar and, and you know, have bad vibes because I'm I'm somewhat of an empath or whatever. Like you just you have energy, you know, and you feel different energies and you walk in and be like, yeah, we shouldn't be here. This isn't going to be. And also you can like misinterpret things when you're on drugs too. Like Mm -hmm. I was at a bar in Amsterdam. Why don't you say that on mushrooms with a friend of mine? And it was just like this horrible, awkward vibe, but we couldn't leave because it was like storming outside. So we go in there and the lady wants to like the bartender, she wants to like serve us beer. And we're like, no, 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 just water. And she was like, no, 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 you're going to drink beer. And we're like, no water (laughs) and it was like this horrible exchange so she gave us water and beer and then like we gave the beer to like some other patrons at the other end of the bar Mm -hmm. and then this guy comes over and starts talking to my friend I think he thought he was gay right and he like cuts in between me and they start talking and um it was just like this horrible weird vibe the bartender's like angry at us now this guy (laughs) thinks my friend is gay and we can't leave we're stuck here and I also don't want beer and they keep trying to feed me beer yeah it was just like ah. but then when we leave and we go home we finish our trip it's a glorious trip the rest of the trip was magnificent mm-hmm. and then the next day we talk about it neither one of us remember the night before the same way like he had a totally different vibe about it he was like oh that nice guy that came over and thanked me for the beer I was like he was definitely trying to get you to go home I'm like, oh yeah so like we had like totally different, that was a very weird night, but that was very strong mushrooms. One of the strongest mushroom trips I've ever been on. Oh, it was God. like some Amsterdam ones. Like when we went back to the spot, all the furniture was like levitating and nice. the smoke detector on the ceiling was shooting around like shooting star. <laughs> Every pattern in the room was wiggling. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah. I've never, um, I've had some pretty strong mushroom trips, but nothing like the, after the first time, like, like doing DMT and actually like experiencing uh DMT in its full effect, I've like acid and mushrooms are nothing like that. Like the, the first time, well, the first time I actually ever like smoked it by myself and, and saw some shit, I was just, I was by myself. I looked out my window and then all of a sudden, like everything turned into a cartoon. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, like, why is an acid like this? I'm like, holy shit. 
It's my favorite fucking thing ever. And um, they'll give you like a blink of that. Like you'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like yeah. I love my, I love my marble floors uh, in my bathroom <sighs> when I'm tripping. Like I'll just sit on the toilet. There was one, I had a couple of people over. They're like, Ali, are you okay? I'm like, oh shit, I forgot I had people over. <laughs> okay, so funny you say that. I was, um, I like to do drugs on Halloween, especially because yeah, right. Yes. And um, so I eat some mushrooms and I go to a nightclub in Miami, which is probably not the best thing nightclubs are like you know there's so many people yeah yeah um, yeah. I'm I'm not totally comfortable in the nightclub but it's cool it's whatever and I go to the bathroom and I sit down on the toilet I actually sit because like I'm on drugs and yeah I'm sitting and I start staring at the marble floor right and I'm like just there like staring and you know there's a line of girls out the fucking door to go to the bathroom and my friend is in the bathroom she's like staring okay I was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I pull up my pants and everything right, and right. I come out I was like we need to go right and she was like what I was like nah the marble floor was way more interesting than anything happening in this building. I was like I want to go home and stare at my own marble floor you know right be like see what faces you could find in there and stuff like and that and just like watching lady. it move and watching all the like lines and stuff move yeah paisley's That's- really fun if you can find something with paisley Paisley is great. Me and my buddy, have you been to that Van Gogh immersion experience yet? On acid. Actually, what's funny is like in Miami, we have two different ones that are both Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. And so I, and they're like hosted by two different groups. And my friend and I took acid and then went to both of them. We made a whole Van Gogh day. Nice. Oh my God. We only went to one. They have a new thing. um, Monet. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see the Monet one, but they have, um, here, hold on. I just texted it to him. It's called the, um, art tech house. And it's, um, it's very similar here. If you could kind of see the picture, but oh. it's, you kind of yeah. see the picture there, but yeah, it's the same thing where you're like in this full immersion thing and it's yeah. like different. It's like a light show kind of, um, and I'm like, whoever created these things have definitely done Hundreds. a lot of acid. Yeah. yeah there's no sure. way someone was sober. We had one this. in Miami called super blue. Okay. That was super fun. <clears throat> it was, I like, think this um, is in Miami too. I think this, the art tech house may be in Miami. I'll find how out. How do you spell and- that? Because I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's on. Oh, it's called well Cherry Blossom Fest, but it's um Art A R T E C H House. But okay. I think, yeah, I think they may have one. Um, I think they may have one in Miami because uh, I was looking because we saw one. He sent me a link to one and it was literally the day, like the day that he sent it was the last day and it was all sold out because I have a little bit of acid left and I'm like, we got to go to this right now. And then we looked, it was fucking, it was all sold out. But yeah, they have another one. I'm like, March 12th. That's where I'm going to be. Acid's <laughs> funny, right? Like, sometimes like yeah like sometimes the trip is so strong you're like oh my god like what the hell and then other times you're like this is totally manageable Mm -hmm. I've always been um because acid was the first drug that I ever did like I smoked pot but I didn't get high right away it took me like I was one of those people that that took a while to I had to smoke a bunch before I actually got stoned so acid was the first drug that ever actually like I got high off of and I was in high school like literally in class Wow. So I think I I just learned. I also kind of have like a super controlling type, like 
brain and, and personality. So I don't think um, I'm like, I'm able to drive on it. Driving on acid is one of my favorite things to do. I think that's another reason why I like, I don't like doing like downers, like heroin or yeah. like pills. I've never been in that because I know like, opiates for me. Yeah. yeah I like to yeah. have like control over my body and bodily functions and thoughts. And like, if I'm in a shitty situation, be able to at least have enough, you know, yeah. brains to, to get I out. I like to be like, very like cognizant of everything. Yeah. Like if it can enhance my cognizance, I would appreciate that too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've driven on acid, but like a very small, like I can drive on like a half a hit of acid or less, you know, or microdosing mm-hmm. it. But like when you take like a full hit of acid or multiple hits of acid, you're like, oh my God, I'm actually frying right now. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I, I fried my friend's brain um, over quarantine. He survived though. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a like the only bad acid trip that I had out of all the acid trips was so weird. Mm-hmm. It was like I got thinking so hard that I was thinking too hard about talking. And like when you speak and your brain does this like so quickly that we don't, mm-hmm. you know, have any mm-hmm. cognizance of it. Mm-hmm. But like when you speak, you have a thought. And then you got to put those words together into a sentence and then it comes out of your mouth. Right. (laughs) And whatever was happening was I was having this thought and I was also with somebody that I wanted to communicate with. I'm having thoughts. And then I start to put the words together to say them. And by the time I get to the end of the sentence, I forgot what the original thought was. (laughs) And I couldn't, it was like very upsetting. It was very upsetting. It was like, right. And it didn't last the whole time, but it was like mm-hmm. the climax for about an hour and a half, two hours. I was like, I can't I talk. Oh, <laughs> like I have these thoughts and I'm like, <laughs> trying to like mine them or sign them out. That's hilarious. Yeah. I have had that happen a uh, sober to be on <laughs> that's funny where I just have a brain fart and be like what yeah. the fuck so um so you were 12 years old the first time you smoked weed what was the how old were you when you tried like molly how old like what was your molly I was 19 I, I did a lot I think like all the other drugs I didn't do until I was 19 pretty much like like out of high school kind of thing yeah like um I'm trying to think if I did any other drugs while I was in high school. No, some of my friends did mushrooms in Mm -hmm. high school, but I didn't even think I did mushrooms in high school. I may have done mushrooms like senior year or something, Mm -hmm. but yeah, most of the drugs I did, I didn't do until I was 19. That's when I got married. And, um, it was like, I trusted my husband so much. I was like, if you're doing it, I'm doing it. Let's do this together. You know? Yeah. And, um, yeah, he's like just a little bit older than me. And so it's like, yeah, he's like my, my guide, my drug guide at the time, you know, <laughs> the first time I did acid, I was, I, we went and watched Star Wars. Like, nice. I remember that it was him and I, we went and watched Star Wars. The first time I did Molly, I got it from a strip club, some guy at the strip club. I took it on the way home. I get home and I'm like, babe, I don't babe. Touch you <laughs> like, let's talk. Like, yeah. And he was like, I'm tired. I'm going to bed. And I was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, experience this with me me. and then I realized I was like oh Molly you definitely need two pills one pill is never gonna be enough because you have to give one to a friend so they can be on the same vibe with you yeah I don't think um I don't think I've ever done Molly by myself I've definitely done acid by myself I've done 
uh, mushrooms by myself, especially over quarantine. There's nothing else to do. I'm like, yeah. fuck it. Well, it's me and my dog. <laughs> I'll tell you, microdosing Molly is like, very very doable by yourself like, well they oh i could see i could see that they also have like great medical benefits if you're micro dosing like i micro dosed um a bunch of shrooms and that definitely helped with depression i never really micro dosed with acid i've decided that acid's going to be my fun drug and then mushrooms will be the one that like i'll use like if i'm sad or or whatever need to work through some shit yeah yeah you know um i micro dosed mushrooms for the first time in 2020, I took like mm-hmm. a whole month because I, I had all these mushrooms that um, my dealer had ground up and he was going to put them into chocolates. And I was like, don't bother. And so I was <laughs> like, well, I might as well use these to microdose. I was, I was reading about microdosing and just learning about it. And I was like, fuck mm-hmm. it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. I already have all this ground up mushroom. So it was like very easy for me to weigh it all out and make sure I get the exact amount every day. Mm-hmm. So I microdosed for 30 days, totally different experience than I thought it was going to be. Um, I was hoping to like jump into that flow state that they talk about. I don't yeah. know if you're aware of that, but where everything is just like easy and seamless and um, like, you know, you can work really well and your brain is like, tunt, tunt, tunt. Mm-hmm. and then that did not happen. But I will say this, I was in a very pleasant, slightly giggly mood mm-hmm. the whole month. <laughs> it, it just made everything like just easy like, and like, ha, 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 you yeah know? like you're not bothered by by things that would normally bother you you let a lot of things yeah. go I noticed that with mushrooms like like little things that that annoyed me you know or that annoy me normally when I microdose I'm like it's fine and I yeah. learned like I've learned to let a lot of shit go yeah because I like to control stuff I can't control everything mm-hmm. in mushrooms totally helped me learn it like using them the right way like the medical like way definitely has helped out with a ton of that I'm glad that that stuff um that they're starting to legalize or you know decriminalize mushrooms and and even molly and stuff like that because it can help with a lot of um mental health issues for sure it really can especially things like ptsd and stuff Like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, maybe even like your viewers don't even know like how Molly works, but Molly like releases serotonin into your brain, like piles of it, like, Mm -hmm. which is serotonin is what makes us happy. It also, it does a lot of things. It's a neurotransmitter. So Mm -hmm. that's also what's responsible for you smelling and tasting too, because serotonin Mm -hmm. um, transfers the smell from your nose to your brain. I learned all this because I lost my smell and taste during COVID, (laughs) (laughs) but um, serotonin is super important. And so, uh, you know, pure MDMA just like floods your system with serotonin, which was why you get all like the good, happy feelings Mm -hmm. and vibes and stuff. So if you like microdose that, just like, it can be a great treatment for depression. It can be a Mm -hmm. treatment for PTSD, you know, like, I think probably that, even um, better than, than some antidepressants because antidepressants actually make me like, what are the, the SR SSRIs? Yeah. 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 I keep thinking SR 22 inhibitors. <laughs> yeah. That, I can't, so I can't fuck with those. It's like Molly shoots it all out. Like serotonin, 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 mm-hmm. serotonin. The SSRIs don't shoot out more serotonin. What they do is they prevent it from being like sucked up and thrown out. Yeah. 
So, so, so you get it, the right amount, but it doesn't, you don't have yeah, any so it of the effects Yeah, so it leaves it in the brain longer, basically. And yeah. those things have such bad um, side effects. Yeah, I wanted to go on a murder spree the last time I oh. took them. I was really thinking, like, and normally they make me want to off myself. But the last time I'm like, I could kill people. And I was like, okay, I should stop taking these. <laughs> yeah, and coming off of them is, like, really bad for your uh, brain and stuff. I've had yeah. friends that experience like electric shock feelings inside their brain when they come off SSRIs. Yeah. I'm like, why can't people just take a little bit of Molly? Like every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so pe- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I got oh, no, no, I no, no. sorry. I know. <laughs> I've always um because a lot of times you do have to be careful with how much Molly that that you do take because um like the next three days especially if you take like, like, um, you know, a full pill or whatever, you could be legally depressed for three whole days until your body like can reproduce, you know, enough like regular serotonin or whatever, but yeah. in small increments. Yeah. I think it would be way more beneficial than like Zoloft. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this and you don't want to take Molly and you would like some of the benefits of the serotonin without the SSRIs, Mm -hmm. um, serotonin is like my favorite thing so like i'm very versed on it tryptophan mm-hmm. which obviously comes in turkey and mm-hmm. then you can also buy it separately as a supplement tryptophan niacin um the and 5-htp those all are precursors to serotonin which means that once you take them as a supplement your body turns them into serotonin so if you feel like you do need a little serotonin you're feeling slightly depressed Try mm-hmm. checking out some tryptophan. Try checking out um, melatonin, niacin, and um, my favorite is 5-HTP. I've, I've, I've definitely tried that. Niacin, because um, that's like a B vitamin. You have to be careful with mm-hmm. that because if you take too much of that, like you could get like real red and hot and like splotchy. Yeah. Found that out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, um, you know, it, the day after taking like Somali and stuff, I make sure, I always make sure that follow-up is like all the, so that way you have like a smoother come down, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. it's not just like a hard crash, which, um, mm-hmm. which is a lot of reasons why I don't do Molly that much. Cause when I do it, I'm like, yeah, we're going to rage. And I'm like, I'm going to need three days off from doing nothing. So I can sit on my couch and be sad for literally no fucking reason. Aww. See, yeah. <laughs> I don't really get sad anymore, but my body will be physically tired. Like yeah. I do need the day off the next day mm-hmm. for like pizza and Netflix. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because, um, like, I don't really get sad anymore. I think because I take the supplements, mm-hmm. but I do get really physically tired because like I'm all here doing everything. You're like, right. You're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I want to dance. <laughs> I want to walk. I want to do everything. <laughs> but like mentally, I get exhausted too. Yeah. Cause especially like, well, definitely on cocaine, but like acid or mushrooms, Molly, because you have all these great ideas and thoughts. And I write a lot of them down. I'm one of those people that, um, that make plans on cocaine, I actually follow through. (laughs) I'm one of those idiots. Like that's how I ended up in comedy. I'm like, I'm going to be a comedian. And then I was like, and now I'm doing, yeah. So (laughs) fucking love cocaine. (laughs) Now though, now I'm thinking I may kind of want to try bath salts just for shits and giggles, just like a little bit. Right. I'm telling, I'm gonna let you know though, is like, if you did want to do it, it's a very small amount that you need to do. Yeah. Just dip your finger in it. Like, just, yeah. yeah. And then like, if you want a little bit more, dip your finger in again. But I, like, wait though, like wait yeah. at least four hours. Yeah. <laughs> does it, how long does it last? 
kind of a long time. Uh, well, I yeah. guess if, if I mean, not like a lot acid, of men. but like more than Molly, like, you know, I feel like Molly's average is like six hours or something. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's like eight to eight to nine, 10, something like that. Yeah. It, it oh, was wow. like, I remember taking it at 9 PM and yeah, I was still going. <laughs> <at noon>. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. I had that happen with some acid one time we were at, um, we were at like a three day outdoor rave and there were green gel tabs and it was some of the strongest acid I've ever had in my life where like, I could barely see like anything. And it lasted for about like 12 hours, like maybe even longer. I mean, granted, we were also awake the entire time, but, um, yeah, I'm just like, like, okay. Most of my acid trips last 12 hours. No, no. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Um, this one just seemed to last, well, it was midday when we took it and then we were still tripping, Oh, uh, maybe longer. Maybe it was like 24 hours because yeah. we, well, we slept for a little bit, but, um, you woke up still high. Yeah. And then like, Woo! we finally went to like sleep, sleep. And then when, <laughs> when we woke up, but yeah, I just like, oh, this is who we are now. This is where I'm just going to be like, it reminded me of the story that my mother told me about this kid in her high school that, that took some acid and then like ran off and then they found him like naked and like with scratches all over him because he thought he was like a banana or like an orange and had to like peel. And I'm like, that shit doesn't happen, mom. <laughs> Shut up. And then I realized I'm like, oh, maybe it did happen. <laughs> right, right. I mean, possibly. I, I gave one of my friends acid for the first time and um, that was super funny. Like giving somebody acid for the first time yeah. is like, like slightly traumatic for the first time, you know, like, cause it's such a long drug. Like I can't think of yeah. too many other drugs where you're like fucked up for that long, like kind of like quality fucked up, not even mm-hmm. like a little bit. You're yeah. Like yeah. Solid you're fucked solid fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like we're about, we're about three, four hours into the trip and he's laying on the bed, looking out the window. And he was like, Oh, I was like, what? He goes, this is a lot. He's like, how much longer is this going to be? I was like, Oh, we're only like three hours in. I was like, this is probably a 12 hour situation. You know, he was like, Oh my God. I was like, don't worry. You're climaxing. I was like a couple hours. It'll be more mellow. You know, like just hang in there. Just chill out. You'll be fine. I do. I love giving people um, drugs for the first time and like being, being their shaman and walking them through. We're very excited to give our friend uh, some mushrooms for the first time. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) <laughs> I feel the same way Molly and acid I'm always like yeah right I just want to sit there and watch you mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll probably be freaked out by that be like how are you feeling right now <laughs> can you tell me everything yes <laughs> <laughs> I love it oh um well thank you so much for coming on I miss you so much it was great to chat with you absolutely thank you for having me and I mean we could probably carry on this conversation another two hours honestly uh, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great the next thing you know we're both micro dosing <laughs> I know <laughs> which would be fun and then the show lasts 12 hours yeah right and then it'd be like this is the longest podcast ever um ever ever uh so where can people find you online and stuff um well sarah j links is like my hub for all my stuff and you know right at the moment my instagram is disabled so uh sarah j links is like the best place to go and if Mm -hmm. i have to like update things like i update it there um but that's got like all my merch and it's got my website and um you know all that good stuff, including my CBD site, sarahjcbd.com. 
Yay. I'm excited. I'm going to, um, I'm going to order the bath bomb. I'm going to try that. Yes. Out. Everything like, comes except for the sex lube is clean, but the massage oil and the bath bomb both come in eucalyptus and in lavender. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.